Hey coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. I want to thank our sponsors at this time from hardwoodtexas.com. We have Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, Jeremy Thomas Agency, as well as Tumbleweed Textiles. I want to thank them for their support with our uh, message and our job here at Hardwood Texas. Pound the Rock podcast. Our guest today is Coach Greg Golden the uh, men's basketball strength and conditioning coach from LSU. He's going to be talking a little bit about his players this offseason and their plan to uh, get better and what his goals are with his teams, as well as some hopefully some methodology that we can use at the high school level to help our teams as well. He'll give us some ideas on uh, some things that we can apply with our players this offseason as well. So, uh, coaches, thanks again for tuning in. And we're looking forward to our podcast with Coach Greg Golden, LSU Men's Basketball Strength and Conditioning. Coaches, thanks again for joining us, the Pound the Rock podcast. We're here today with Coach Greg Golden, Strength and Conditioning Coach for Men's Basketball at LSU. Coach G, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Fired up to be here. All right. Well, the, the first uh, question I'd like to ask all of our guests is what's some of the best advice you've received in, in the profession? Uh, you know, think about this. I think I think some of the best advice um, that I've ever received in my time, uh, I, I think, would be to look at the, the, the definitions of words that are close, but they're not the same thing. And I, I like to look at. Um, so, so in saying that, the, the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten was uh, simple and easy don't mean the same thing, right? That um, you know, it's really simple, right, uh, 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 speaking in strength and conditioning terms, a deadlift is a pretty simple lift, right, but they just aren't easy, right, and eating three quality meals a day, right, that's, that's a fairly simple concept, right, that just isn't easy, right, okay, the, the fact of, you know, if whoever needs to lose 10 pounds, it seems like a fairly simple idea, right, but it just isn't easy. So that would be the, the first um, kind of piece of advice that I've ever gotten. And then I think, uh, you know, kind of more along the lines of this talk, you know, in terms of maybe some off-season development, just to take a little bit of a biblical spin on it, I think, I think one of the best ways to look at this is like Ecclesiastes 3, right? It says, that there's a time and a season for everything, right? There's a there's a time for for every activity, right? That and that, that doesn't say that all the time is the time for everything, right? Right? There's a there's a certain time for certain things, and to be able to put those things to, together in a puzzle, uh, so they kind of all fit together in a right way, uh, depending on your organization and your program, is something uh, to really look at. But I think I think that that's Probably two of the best pieces that, that simple and easy definitely are not the same thing. Um, and to look at those two definitional differences, I think, uh, and to keep things as simple as possible, just not as easy as possible. I love it. Yeah, we, you know, we have some coaches here that you look at their teams, they do, they do a lot of the same stuff every single year. And, uh, it's, you know, one or two offenses, one or two defenses. They're simple. But they're definitely not easy to play against, but they've mastered the simple. And, uh, 
And so I think that's that's good. I love it. I love it. And uh, you know, one one thing that 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 brought to mind for me is uh, Coach John Wooden. He talked about being quick but not in a hurry. Similar, yeah. Similar definitions, but uh, but not the same. So I love that. That's great. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, our our topic is off season development. So first thing I want to ask you, you know, right now we're in the middle of uh, middle of April. Your players are probably. At the point right now where, and I can't speak for your players, but I just remember as a college basketball player, this is about the time that I've kind of, I'm ready for school to be over, I'm ready for summer to start, and I need to find some motivation. And so what, what, uh, you know, what are the top two or three things right now with your program and your role you're in right now that you're trying to develop or encourage with your off-season program with your players? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, right now where our feet find us in, in kind of late April going into May, we're, we're going to kind of hit a real off season for our guys. Our guys are actually going to have uh, the next couple of weeks off through the dead period of the finals week. Um, and then moving into May, it's a lower time press as well. <clears throat> and it just, I use this time, uh, especially where my feet find me uh, right now, is a really a get healthy, uh, not only, you know, body-wise from the nicks and the bangs, but also from a mental aspect. That, you know, we've been, we've been going since August of, of last year. And, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, guys don't like to give the guys much off time, but I, I'm a firm believer that giving our guys pure off time will make them more hungry when they do come back June 4th is when we'll, we'll start our training again. And June 4th, uh, I'll speak to maybe our pure off season, uh, as far as June 4th goes through our eight weeks of accountable summertime. Um, you know, what, what I like to look at is I like to look at the program in a holistic sense. Uh, I don't like to, I don't want, like to look at just the weight room or I don't like to, like to look at just the court. Um, I think if, if you look at our guys' lives and you, you, you think about every spoke in the wheel, right? You, it's not just one spoke, right? There's many spokes in the wheel. And the biggest thing that I like to focus on is programmatically and, and, and organizationally is putting those, those spokes in the right way in the wheel and getting that wheel turning in the right direction. So what I mean, what I mean by that is to be able to organize our on-court loading parameters and to be able to organize our in-weight room, uh, loading parameters and to have those match, right? Sure. I, I want to be able to put the puzzle in the most together in the most effective and efficient way possible. If, you know, if we're all haphazard on the court and we don't have a plan and, and I don't have a plan in the weight room and we're just kind of going after some things and, you know, kind of shooting darts in the dark, well, that, that makes me a little bit nervous when it comes to the health and well-being of a program. So for me, I want to be highly organized moving into this offseason. Uh, that's number one. Um, number two, you know, uh, it's, it's always a constant struggle, and I hope that we can get to this more, uh, you know, just maybe due to our audience and things like that, of how we could acquire some help at the next level. But um, I'm going to make eating and nutrition for our guys even more of a priority than it already is, right? It's, it's already a huge priority, but as far as grocery shopping trips, you know, showing guys how to cook, uh, communicating that, you know, that every meal that you eat when you're trying to gain weight, right, that, that you should be almost painfully full. Um, and then also, you know, that, 
that whole foods are always better than any type of, you know, powder or supplement or, or anything along those lines. Um, and that's something that I hope that we can greatly touch on maybe a little bit later in the conclusion of our talk, um, is really eating and nutrition at, uh, maybe more at the, the lower level of, of what we could do to, to see some things through on the, on the upper levels. And then, you know, number three, I mean, I think I wouldn't be a strength coach if, if I didn't say this. You know, I, I think number three is to get freakishly big and strong. <laughs> uh, you know, at, at the at the end of the day, uh, I'm a strength coach, right? And last time I checked, strength is never a weakness, ever. And and I've never heard anybody say, I've never heard anybody say this, and maybe I'm just not talking to the right people, but I've never heard anybody say, man, that guy is too strong. Right, but right. I'm attempt I'm attempting every day to try to make somebody say that statement about my guys. Gotcha. So that is that's my three. I think to organize on a court on a huge nutritional basis, and then to get freakishly big and strong. Yeah, that that first main point you talked about, you mentioned in your video, talked about intentions matching your direction, and how you and Coach Wade aren't always going to agree on everything, but y'all are in complete alignment in the program. Yeah. And so that, yeah, absolutely. that alignment is, is crucial. And so the fact that you guys are going to be aligned, you have the same goal, uh, in, at the end of the day for your players, uh, allows you to, uh, work with him and allows him to work with you in regards to what we're doing on the court, what we're doing off the court, what we're doing, uh, on, on the players' free time, what they're doing in the weight room, what they're doing in the classroom. And so that's, that's really good. And I think for us as high school coaches, maybe that can play out in how, uh, what, what we delegate to our assistant coaches who may not be strength coaches, but assistant coaches who may be in charge of different activities in the weight room. Or, you know, we can kind of gear, gear our alignment that way, like you were talking about in that first main point. I really like that. Yeah. From the, from the intentions and directions, you know, and like just to put it into a, in an analogy sense, you know, if my intent, uh, if I'm sitting in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right, which I am, if I'm sitting in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I say and my intent is that I want to take off going to New York City, right, if I'm going to go get in my truck after work and my intent, if my goal is New York City, right, but I get in my truck and I take off going west, it doesn't matter what my intent is or it doesn't matter what my goal is. If the steps that I'm taking to get there are never going to lead to my intent, if my direction does not match my intent, just like you said, that alignment, right? I'm never going to be able to reach my end point of my intent. So to have those intentions match your directions, like you were saying, is a is a highly powerful thing. Yeah, that's really good. Well, uh, kind of switching the mindset here, and and most of the audience that you're talking to are high school coaches, uh, head coaches, or assistant coaches at the high school level. If we were to think like a high school co- basketball coach, what would you sure. encourage? What would you encourage your players to do on their own time in the off season? Because that's where I think the uh, we we kind of get this split. You know, players are playing AAU now, uh, and they're not with us as much. And so players are, are kind of going in their own direction. Coaches are gearing up for coaching schools and things like this. But but uh, what would you encourage your players to do on their own time in the off season, just from your your standpoint? Now it, this was this was gonna come off kind of crazy, 
Okay, and I, and I know that, but uh, I'm going to let everybody know that's listening. Hey, this, I'm okay if you're... This is a podcast. Yeah. You, this is where you're allowed to say crazy stuff, so... Uh, I, I like it. So this, this might come off a little bit crazy for the listeners, but I'm not going to apologize, and I'm still going to get a full eight hours of sleep tonight, just to let everybody know. <laughs> but, um, but this is going to sound crazy, but this is something that not only could help everybody out where they're seated right now and wherever their feet find them, but also if, you know, if we're trying to win games now, as far as me being a high school coach, if I'm trying to win games now, as well as I'm trying to see what's best for my kids in the future, all right, I beg you, right, I would encourage your kids to play multiple sports. If it's the off-season, right, I would, and I don't care what level they are. I don't care if they're the best kid in the nation. I don't care if they're riding the pine. I, I, I don't, I really don't care. I would highly encourage that, if you are a basketball athlete and you are wanting to play at the next level and you are wanting to be successful right now, I would highly encourage that athlete and that student and those parents and those coaches to let that kid play multiple sports. Um, the healthiest athletes that we get at this level play multiple sports. Um, you know, I, I encourage them to dive into it. I encourage them to take some time off from basketball. Um, I, I, it might not, you know, the, the dividends might not pay off immediately. But, again, I don't like to speak in absolutes, and I don't claim to have many answers. But I can almost guarantee that you'll be a healthier, better athlete if you take some time off from just playing one sport uh, in the off season. And I would highly encourage my players to go play something else competitively other than basketball. That that would be that'd be my biggest thing. That's great. Yeah, and you know, I'm at a small school and so that's encouraging to hear that it's okay for my my guys to be uh, I have some golfing right now, I have some playing tennis, I have some still in track, I have some at baseball and so that uh, is that is that just because as far as a body movement and health standpoint, mentally, kind of switching gears. I mean, what's the what's do you yeah. have? Yeah, what what? I, I, go ahead. I, I think you know. I think just speaking to the mental aspect, you know, I think that uh, a lot of times people don't realize how much burnout will actually happen to these kids. That you know, they see a ten foot hoop, an orange round ball, ninety four feet, you know, every single day since the time that they're eight years old. And don't get me wrong, I love that. I love the fact that our guys want to be in the gym. I love the fact that our guys want to get better doing that. But I'm also highly afraid of burnout, right? And and I want I want our guys to when they step on that court, I want them to be hungry and competitive to play basketball. Yeah. Right? And play it at the best of their ability. Now I also, you know, if I was the small high school basketball coach, I want our guys to be competitive. Right, I want our guys' attitude, attitude and efforts to be absolutely excellent. But I also want them to be able to elicit that response on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. right? I want them to be able to elicit that response on the soccer field. Right, I want them to be able to, be able to elicit that response as a, you know, a third baseman on the baseball team. Right, if if I expend all my competitive energies only in basketball. Well, then I'm not going to have much for basketball when it actually matters. Yeah, yeah. Right. If, if 
if I can ex- if I can expend my competitive energies in a different way, right? That can then become a cross training of competitiveness for the basketball court. Yeah. So that's that's number one, and number two, you know, what we find at the next level is that our guys, you know, if they played basketball since they've been two years old, which a lot of them have, and they've never played another sport before, they have some very interesting uh, compensations, I guess you could say, and they have some very interesting uh, predispositions for some potential injuries. Right. Uh, that that you would see if you only play basketball your entire life. Uh, if you get a multi-sport athlete, now I'm not saying all the time, I get no absolutes, but I'm saying for the majority of the time, you'll find that those kids will stay healthier longer and they're better athletes, they're better learners, um, just full scope uh, from a coachability standpoint to a learning standpoint to a competitive standpoint. The kids that play multiple sports are, uh, as the majority of the time, better athletes uh, for us, and it's something that I would highly, highly encourage people at the uh, at a lower level, at the high school level, at the grassroots level, to be able to let your kids play another sport. I love it. That's a, that's kind of a drop-the-mic type uh, uh, testimony you just gave right there, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's something that I'm, I'm highly passionate about, um, you know, I think I think a lot of kids coming up these days think, oh, I need to put all my time into basketball, all my time into basketball, which is very good. I, you know, I appreciate the discipline that that does take to be able to just put your heart and soul into basketball. But people are sometimes amazed when you can put a soccer ball at somebody's feet and they have no idea what to do with it. Right. right? Or, um, you know, if you put a baseball bat at somebody's hand, they have no idea how to hit a baseball. No clue. Right, and I think that that adds to a competitive advantage and also a physical health standpoint as well. That's really good. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, let's uh, let's also talk about you know we're talking about what what players can do on their own away from us. Now let's kind of focus in on what players can do with us. So if you're a strength and conditioning coach or a, a basketball coach, and in Texas we get our guys during during the school day, and so we have a class period just for our athletics. And so you're, you're, we're going to be in the weight room or we're going to be on the court with our guys and we're going to be focused on what we would call strength and conditioning. What would you want your teams or your players doing? And I know this is a generality because every player is different, but what would you want your players doing uh, right now? What would you want them doing during the week to focus on strength and conditioning? You know, it, it, during the week right now, you know, I, I, well, you guys are just kind of getting in your off-seasons as well and things like that. But what I would use the time for is to most likely be able to teach what we're going to do in our pure off-season, right? Maybe we're, maybe we're learning some different motor patterns, right? Maybe we're learning how to back squat instead of front squat. Okay. So I want to be able to, I want to be able to introduce Right, I don't think that, you know, the first day that you introduce something, you know, I, I hope that we're not maxing out on it, right? I hope that we have some learning time, some growing time with the movement patterns, um, and things like that. But I would, I would invest a lot of time into teaching new movement patterns. Um, now, new doesn't necessarily mean reinventing the wheel, right? Um, I'm a, I'm a hugely simple strength coach, right? I, and I think that, <laughs> you know, we, we, we shouldn't get caught up in too many gimmicks or some things like that, you know, there's, uh, but 
I think to have a a you know a basis of of movement pattern that you already do and you already have, but being able to work your continuum to be able to say, okay, this is where I want to see this this movement go. You know, maybe everybody's doing a dumbbell squat right now and wants to work to a barbell squat. I think that right now is a great time to be able to teach, hey, this is what a barbell squat is, right? Give, give the kids time to be able to mess it up. Give the kids time to be able to get it right and be able to really groove the correct motor patterns um, because I never want I – would, I would always, at the next level, I always want somebody to be able to be able to move better and, 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 and well rather than more weight, right? Yeah. With more weight, right, you're cementing dysfunction, right? So we never want to cement dysfunction. So in learning new motor patterns, we want to be able to be able to work through that dysfunction to be able to utilize quality form. And I think right now is a great time to do that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I don't talk about myself very often on these podcasts, but I will be just because this was the area, uh, that I was so far behind when I got to college and I'm not a big guy or anything like that. But when we started doing, uh, hang clean, power clean and, uh, snatches, I had never done that in high school. And so yeah. I'm in the weight room and there's girls on the tennis team at A&M that are, that are lifting more than me on these, on these lifts. And you want to talk about yeah. just total embarrassment, you know, but once I got the form down, once you get the form down, then that's something that, uh, in, in your, what you're calling pure off season, that's an area where you gain strength after building those muscle memory habits and form. But boy, talk about just total, I mean, I, there, I could not ask those girls out now. I mean, that was out of the question. So. Out of the question completely. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you might be doing their laundry, but you're definitely not going out the date. <laughs> no doubt. 